Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. SitPup Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that made the decision long ago to always go by our made-up names, it's SifPop. Welcome to SifPop, streaming live on Spreaker every Saturday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks! Woo! I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. He's Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! And each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And this week we are joined by a guest guru from Geekvolution. Please welcome, it's Captain Logan! Woo! Hey everybody, how's it going? Aaron, if Aaron is is your made-up name, what is your real name? <laughs> That's a good point. You you make a very good point. I've known you for years, and I didn't know you were going by an alias. Of course. It's A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. Yeah, is actually how it's pronounced. Yeah. So, you know, now that you know. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I actually used to go by a made-up name on radio when I started. Did you know this? I had a radio no, name. You had a radio name? I had a radio name. Oh, uh, man. My radio name was Dice McKenzie. Dice <laughs> uh-huh. McKenzie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there a story <laughs> behind this? Cool or last, you have such a cool last name. I think you could just go buy it as a radio name, right? Like you just he's right, the yeah, dice. Yeah. Well, and I did, and I the McKinsey never really came up. I was just dice. So like you know, people would call me dice. You know that kind of thing. Were you so, just a big fan of Spud McKenzie or something? <laughs> no, 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 or? no. McKenzie was the first uh, street that I grew up on. Oh, so, uh, did you do the porn star name no, it's thing? No, ra- it's a radio name thing. You're supposed to, well, technically you're supposed to do your middle name in the street you grew up on. So I re- would have been Christian Magnolia. <laughs> nice. That sounds, no, I'm not going to get into what that sounds like. So. Uh, Richie McKenzie would technically be uh, that made up name for me. What about, what about you, Cap? What would your uh, radio name be? Um, Captain Logan, I, I have half of it already, right? Because you said middle name and street, and like Logan is my actual middle name. Nice. So I already did. I already did half of that. Apparently, what's the what would the street be for you? Oh goodness. 
I'm not I'm not sure. I actually can't think of any streets I grew up on all, all of a sudden. Wow. Um, Lichtenauer. Nice. Logan Lichtenauer coming at you that this actually afternoon sounds, on It kind of rolls Logan. off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's got that alliterative thing. You could be a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like there it. There you go. Uh, I am so ready to talk Avengers, guys. Like, I am so pumped. Uh, obviously, we've been waiting for this movie a long time. We've got a lot of fun stuff we're going to do. Uh, of course, the typical stuff like our buried treasure at the end. We've got a, a nice sift quest that we'll talk about. We've got a best ever challenge uh, this week, and we will talk some Avengers. But we like to kick it off with some Do We Care. Every single week, I scare with the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss. We must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one, two sequels for us to discuss. Ardman Studios announced they are working on a sequel to Chicken Run, and Paramount is working on a sequel to A Quiet Place. I care about one of them, I'll say that. (laughs) Uh, I care about both. Um, I'm interested to talk about both. What about you, Cap? Uh, I, I didn't see A Quiet Place. I still need to do that. And I do not see the point of a Chicken Run sequel. <laughs> That's the one I care about. I am so stoked for a Chicken Run sequel. <laughs> yeah. But this many years after the fact, and that wasn't even a, 18, a massive... I, I know people like that movie, but... 18 years ago. It's my favorite Artman Studios movie. Yeah, it's mine so, as well. Okay. All right. So I, I would excitedly and eagerly jump back into that world curious though as to what the story would be about right they got out so it seems like it's a complete that's my thing with bringing back these nostalgic sequels is like so many of these movies are complete stories and it just and even a quiet i was about to say the quiet place i think that lends itself to more because i don't is it weird for me to say as much as i love that movie i don't want to go back and revisit it because i think like even if you were to go and tell the story from a different family's perspective, I don't really see what could be what else could be said. You know, well, you could find a different story to tell in that same universe. I think um, that's how I prefer it be done. Uh, is, yeah, you know, to find like a different corner of the world, you know, and kind of mm. what's happening there, and you know, find a different, you know, <laughs> Australia where she's a. That's ah, just another thing that's trying to kill us, mate. <laughs> that's right. Oh, the Australians are all fine because yeah, they've Aust- been used to creatures trying to kill them forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a, I think I actually heard this on Cinema Sincast the other day. There was a picture that came out of Australia of two snakes trying to kill each other, and in the background was a dingo, and in the background of that was a half-eaten shark that the dingo had tried to kill him. <laughs> and, and the tagline just said Australia, and I'm like, yeah, that sums up Australia pretty yeah, much. That's funny. That's hilarious. Uh, so I agree with you, Cap, though. A lot of times it seems unnecessary, but I don't know. For me, it's like the end product is what matters. At the end of the day, when you go see whatever they've decided to make, that's what's going to, you know, tell the tale. Oh, no, absolutely. And I have separate minds about that. So, like, once it's a thing and it's there, I'll I'll go look at it and I'll tell you whether or not I thought it was, you know, you know an effectively told story and it can win me over. But just on the face of it, I, I'd rather they try something different. Because yeah. I'm with you, I, it, it, that feels like that story is done. This time, they go to space. I was thinking about, like, what movies that I love haven't they mind, you know, for a sequel yet. And it's just, it's interesting. Whiplash. <laughs> yeah, I, well, got that que- <laughs> I got that question on my live show last week. And I was like, wow, there's, there's, we've, we've gone back to so much now. It's actually difficult to think of things. It really is. Fight Club 7. Yeah. 
I don't know that I don't know that they want it. You want to go back to those worlds? I'm just asking. Or you asked a question, I gave an answer. Yeah, seven seven Fight Club. Just put them together. That, yeah. that's that's the next big thing, right? Is 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 more uh, mashups and crossovers. That's right. With, with old yeah. properties, with the success of Infinity War, you're going to see more and more universes coming together. Now, the David Fincher universe, all in one movie. <laughs> that would be the darkest. Of the, course, the DF universe would the, totally the, the DFU. O- yeah, would <laughs> totally obliterate the DCU in terms of darkness. Oh, DFU. Oh man, that's <laughs> that's bad. Uh, I you know the the one that's kind of already like that is Stephen King, right? Stephen King already kind of has an expanded universe. Well, uh, he I guess he was the uh, the uh, literary uh, universe mm-hmm. because you know all of his books are technically intertwined. Yeah. Some of them, or at least most of them, yeah, yeah, most of them. But I guess you could, if it weren't for the Dark Tower, you could you could say a few of them here and there. They're mentioned, like I think in a Misery, they mention Shining, like they, they talk do. about, uh, yeah, don't you know, I want to go down that road, you know, sort of thing. It leads to the Overlook Hotel and stuff like that. So they mention Overlook Hotel in Misery, which just made its uh, another appearance in Ready Player One. So, yeah, Shining know. did, yeah. Well, which was hysterical, by the way. The but the shining idea uh, that power comes up in a number of his novels, and they and they call it they call it shine. He calls it shining several times. Yeah, and I think yeah, in a, I think true. in a the Dark Tower universe, it's referred to as the touch, but it's the exact same thing. Or the it's shine. Just, yeah, yeah, shining and in, in that, the touch. Yeah, and then when they made that movie, they called it shining again. Yeah, just so you know, there's no confusion, you know, because I I assume for the people who. Because watching the Dark Tower is obviously not made for the book fans. It's made to to catch that wider audience. So instead of just calling it the touchline, we'll call it Shining, so people know what we're talking about. In the so, chat, having seen it, I'm not totally sure who that movie was for, but I digress. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm right there with you. In the chat, somebody mentions the John Hughes movies uh, are kind of in a shared universe. So, uh, somebody please uh, remind me, John Hughes. Well, uh, John Hughes did all the like uh, the Breakfast Club. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Ne- yeah. So yeah, are they really all in the same universe? I had never heard that before, but someone someone in the chat said that. So. I mean, te- it, I, it could be. I think you could do that with a you know, you could you yeah. could find creative <laughs> ways to combine a lot of things for sure. Did you hear the cool? Um, uh, we're totally going off base with this, but I heard the coolest fan theory about uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off the other day. Oh, yeah? And I watched the movie again, and it technically could work, but you no, know, there's no like confirmation that it's real, that Ferris Bueller isn't real, that he's kind of a Tyler Durden to his best friend as, you know, who he wants to be. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you could technically watch that entire movie and think that Ferris Bueller's just the the personification of i forget That's his fr- friend's name but yeah he's not real so ferris bueller also a john hughes movie that's what reminded me of it, yeah. uh breakfast club 16 candles pretty in pink they use the same high school name so oh. so yeah weird science i think was also john hughes was involved in so so there you go. So yeah, you've got a little bit of that going on there. All right. What do you got next? We really digressed and you know jumped off That's the deep what end we do. on that one. All right. Number two, Alden Ehrenreich let slip the other day that he has signed on for a three deal movie to play Han Solo. 
Yeah, I heard that. So there's they're thinking about you know sometimes though sometimes they sign them to multi uh, movies film contracts yeah. just in case you know just to make sure yeah. that if they want yeah, to do that mean anything you yeah. got to see how that movie performs. Yeah, yeah it, I, I think a lot of it will have to do with with how Solo does. So which according to me and my summer sum is eh, it's okay. Yeah, you had it down pretty low. I think Eight. I had I had it at number four for the summer. You so. didn't have it at three. No, you, you had Jurassic. I had Jurassic World at three. Okay, yeah. interesting. Is it because wow. I, I don't know? I don't know what else you have around that, but I'm predicting Jurassic World is not going to do that well. Really? I have it at yeah. five, so it's in the middle of the road for me. It will. It will do fine. It will not get anything close to the last one. No, the the last one was an anomaly because Lost World and uh, Jurassic Park three didn't do buku bucks i think they were fine and even the first jurassic park it it isn't you know it's the best one but it's not you know the highest grossing one and then uh, jurassic world came out of nowhere and made so much money i know it was insane um but uh yeah so yeah if you is do we have our uh is the summer sum uh game public like you can see what other people chose or not is yet it, not yet. Not yet. I haven't you made had... it public yet. Okay. But uh, we uh, it will up, be. We ended up having about 70 entrants. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, it should be a lot of fun. Wasn't last year you and I were the bottom two? Oh, yeah. We, we did horrible we, last we year. Did so <laughs> we did so bad. So bad. <laughs> we did terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because... Well, it's weird when some of your biggest movies of the year are front-loaded so early. Yeah. Because after you've got Black Panther and then Infinity War, it's really hard to say if anything else this year can possibly top those. Yeah, only I, a few of them really like have a chance. Yeah, and I, you and I really disagreed. Well, we disagreed on a few, but then other than that, I was always one below you on certain picks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, um, I will make that uh, summer sum those summer sum game choices uh, public. Uh, I'll probably just make a sifpop dot com point to it eventually, so you can kind of check check that out and kind of see what people picked yeah. uh, eventually. Uh, and the third one I thought was just really cool. It's uh, Taron Edgerton. We know him from the Kingsman movies. He is going to be playing Elton John in a biopic, which I thought was interesting because in the movie Who Sing, is? uh, uh, Taron Edgerton. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I thought was interesting because in the movie Sing, he did the cover of "I'm Still Standing," right? Which was an amazing cover. It is my favorite Elton John song, and he killed it. And then also you have Elton John in the second Kingsman movie. I was going to say, isn't he the kid from the Kingsman too? Yeah. Yeah. And Elton John, there was like all Elton John songs in that movie. Exactly. And Elton John was in it. So, so yeah. I thought that was a really cool like little, I guess it's not an Easter egg, but it's a little fun fact, you know. And he's going to be playing Elton John now. And I love Elton John. I don't know about you guys. But uh, I've never been a huge Elton John fan. Really? Uh, I like Taron Edgerton. I've liked him in pretty much everything I've seen him in. What was the Hugh Jackman uh, skiing. Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the Eagle. Oh, that a- movie is so good. Uh, yeah, that's a great movie. That that I think it's an underrated a- film. So. Very. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy Taron Edgerton. What are your thoughts, Cap? Uh, I like Elton John a lot. I have been in a real I kind of biopic kick the last few years, so I'm really excited about that. 
No, yeah, I think uh, Aaron and I have been riding the biopic train, and we just never got off. Really, oh man, I am so, I am so excited <laughs> for the Tom Hanks, Fred Rogers. Oh, I think biopic. that's my number one biopic. I'm stoked. for Oh right my now. goodness, I did not know about this. Really? Yeah, yeah. they're making a Mister Rogers biopic oh, with no, that's Tom Hanks. amazing. Yeah, and Tom, it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is going to play Fred Rogers. Yeah. Oh man, you guys just made my day with that. <laughs> wow. No, Fred, Fred Rogers is one of my personal heroes. That's that's a big deal. Well, it's about this uh, article. Was it Times or uh, I don't remember what the publication was the off publication, the top of my head. But it was about this uh, this writer who was going to interview him, and he was very cynical about Fred Rogers, who thought that he was just putting on a face for television. And then yeah. he, and then he found out through writing this article that he was the real deal. He was a true believer in this world of kindness and it really changed his perspective so it's not like a biopic of fred roger rogers you know from birth it's all about right. this one interview and i really prefer those type of biopics like Me too. looking at yeah. lincoln you know it's not the lincoln story it's the emancipation story you know right yeah, yeah, yeah. and those are the ones that i really really because i think you can get ironically a more sense of who a person is through focusing on a specific part of their life than a general sense of, you know, from birth to death, you mm-hmm. know, because you really well, get... Well, some of that is because of what a story is and why we why, why they're relatable to us, right? Where you have a break in status quo and you have an opportunity for change. And that's much more difficult to do when you're talking about a whole life story of a, a person's life story. It can look like that sort of story, but it's also a series of stories. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I totally agree with that, um, gentlemen. I think people have waited long enough for Infinity War. You ready to the, do it? I think we. Sh- I, I, unless you guys have anything else to say about no. those three, well, that'll wrap it up for Do We Care. All right, here we go. Let's talk some Avengers: Infinity War. In time, you will know what it's like to lose, to feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it, run from it, destiny still arrives. Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, and the rest of the Avengers unite to battle their most powerful enemy yet, the evil Thanos. On a mission to collect all six Infinity Stones, Thanos plans to use the artifacts to inflict his twisted will on reality. The fate of the planet in existence itself has never been more uncertain as everything the Avengers have fought for has led up to this moment. And indeed, there has been a lot that has led up to this moment. This is the 19th film in the MCU and combines more superheroes than any of the other Avengers movies. It's a bigger story than any of the other Avengers movies. It clocks in at two hours and 40 minutes. Um, This is a big deal. It indeed has all led up to this. Let's start here. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Cap, why don't you tell us first? I loved it, but it's complicated. (laughs) Good. I like that answer. Aaron? Uh, I loved it. Andrew? I loved it. I don't think there has ever been a movie that made me feel the way this did. I think, I'm pretty sure it's my favorite Marvel movie now. Wow. Like, I think it beats the original Avengers. I really do. All right. That's a, that's a huge love. And it, I, I'm going to have to see it a lot 
it did crack my top 100 movies of all time and it 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 it's in there like really close to the top but i don't want to give it a number yet until i see it a bunch and I yeah can, i mean we're early but, right yeah because i know i'm coming off hype but seeing like seeing my list of top 100 movies i'm like oh i liked it way more than that one i liked it way more than that one Wait, I liked it more than that one? And it kept getting further and further. I'm like, okay, wow. I'm going to have to see this movie a couple more times before I give it a number. So I feels like, Andrew, you liked it the most of the three of us. I, I mean, I solid loved it, but I, I wouldn't give it that high praise. Like, I'm not sure it'll crack my top 100. Um, and Cap, it sounds like, you know, was saying it's complicated. Maybe you've got some issues. But let's start by talking about the things we love. And Andrew, since, you know, you're giving it such high praise, like, what... What's something that you would say is the biggest pro about this movie? What do you love about it? The biggest pro, not the thing that is making it crack my top 100, but Thanos is the best villain Marvel has ever done. Okay. Like, better than I, Killmonger? Better than Killmonger. And for the same reason why they're the best, because both of these villains believe they're in the right. Mm-hmm. And you can understand their thinking. It was easier to understand with Killmonger why he, you know. Thanos, I think so. Thanos I think so. is more genocidal, but whenever you, th- whenever you go into his mentality and his reasoning for wanting to do what he's doing, it makes sense. Right, his internal logic you can understand. Yeah, yeah. you don't actually have to agree with what he's trying to do, but you understand why he's trying to do. And I think that's been a huge downfall, and I think a lot of people agree with Marvel heroes that they're either not really well flushed ah, why do I keep doing that they're not fleshed out and if you look at you know this uh, Thanos and Killmonger they're fleshed out you understand their reasoning and Josh Brolin's just his voice performance is phenomenal in this yeah it's it's really good so good what do you think about Thanos uh, Cap I I disagree with a lot of that really Mm -hmm. oh yeah um, Th- Thanos is my biggest issue, actually, and uh, we can we can get into that later with spoilers and things because I don't know what I can say without giving away too much. Okay. Um, some of my issue, of course, is that I'm a giant Infinity Gauntlet fan. Thanos is one of my favorite villains of all time, and this is not Thanos, <coughs> and that doesn't make it bad. But they didn't win me over on it. And I was hoping to be won over because I knew they weren't going to give us straight up comic book Thanos. And I knew a lot of what I love about that character was not going to be in this movie just from lead up stuff that I could not avoid finding out about. Uh, but at the end of the day, I I don't I don't actually I don't actually think he's as fleshed out as you guys are saying. I, I, I don't I, I don't I don't think he he uh, on paper. He kind of makes sense. But when I start to break it down, it falls apart real hard. Now. Is it, go ahead. is it because, are you thinking more along the lines of him wanting to impress death in the comic books? Is that what you were kind of wanting? Like his... Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, like, like obviously in a perfect world, I would love the personification of death, and I would love that to be, uh, you know, his motivation for doing what he's doing. But it seems like what, what we did was we took the thing that she in the comics wants him to do, which is to wipe out half the population of the universe. Yeah. And... We make that and we try to build an ideology around it. And I I don't think the ideology ultimately works with especially what we already had with Thanos. It feels like too many fingers early on in this pie trying to create this character and we're stuck with what we're stuck with. If this was if we started Thanos from the ground up here, it would have worked a great deal better. I don't know why this guy's a sadist. I don't think that really makes any sense at all. 
So I'm I'm excited to talk about this during spoilers because I know we'll get a lot uh, a a lot deeper when we uh, do the Sif spoil. Uh, and I should say that in general, we're obviously not doing spoilers during the regular yeah, yeah, the yeah, episode. Yeah. We obviously will have a lot more to say <laughs> during the Sif spoil. So once you've watched it, um, you know, listen to to that episode. Well, what do you think of Thanos? Uh, yeah, I haven't really said uh, my part on it. Um, I I think that the internal logic does make sense. Um, Cap, one of the reasons I'm really excited to have you on this episode is because of your crazy in-depth knowledge of the comics. Um, and so that's really interesting for me to hear that this is such a different character than the comics. Uh, I think that probably did have a level of difficulty for you if they were going to make it a, you know, a different character than what's in the comics. And, uh, and uh, it didn't quite live up to it for you, it sounds like. Um, you know, For me, I have no point of reference. And so as I'm watching this, it seems to me as if... The, what I love about this character, what I love about this villain, isn't so much how fleshed out he is, because you know there really there really isn't much beyond the internal logic of what he's saying. Like, there's not a lot of backstory necessarily on him. There's a little piece of backstory on him that plays into the the plot, I think, fairly well and was fairly emotional. Oh yeah. Um, but what I love about Thanos in this movie is that the movie is his movie. It is his movie. And and I think that's a very brave thing to do to make it the villain's movie, you know? I don't know if I would go with brave because if you think about it, this is how the movie made me feel. Um from Avengers, the first Avengers on, this movie made me realize that every movie since then has been a two-hour trailer for this movie. Mm. It's all been leading up to this, and it felt like that. So whenever you've been building up this character for so many movies, it has to be his movie. Right. I don't think you can make Thanos a background character. I think it has to be his movie. Yeah. No, I, that- I don't know if that makes sense or not, but... How did the CG work for you guys? Was Were you distracted by it or annoyed by it at all? I thought it worked fine. I thought it was amazing. I think there's a lot of CG in this movie that is kind of spotty, but none of it's Thanos. No, I thought he was, he was like, un, like, not Uncanny Valley, but he had so many, like, micro expressions, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that seemed really, you know, real. <laughs> yeah, there was, an auth- <laughs> there was an authenticity to the performance that you don't often get with a, a CG character. Uh, and certainly you didn't get with some of the other CG characters. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think I think that's understandable. I, I, th- I thought the CG was really well done. Um, I'm going to bring up uh, the one thing that I think makes this movie even more than a great movie, but uh, a great accomplishment. Uh, the level of difficulty on pulling this off and for them to actually to, to be able to do what they did with this many characters in this movie... Um, I want to talk a little bit about if you feel like the amount of characters were used well, if you feel like they were used appropriately, because one of the things I loved about the movie was the fact that it wasn't cameos. Like, you never felt like any of the superheroes were just like, oh, here's their 10-minute section where, you know, we go visit the Guardians of the Galaxy and they have a couple lines and they have a cameo and then we get back to the real Avengers. Every hero, like every hero was given meaningful moments, was integrated with other heroes, was sent on a journey, on a task. Like, I was, it, it blew my mind how well they integrated all of these heroes. Am I alone on that? Uh, no, it's, it's incredibly well integrated. I will, I will say, you're not right that everybody gets a moment. We do nothing with Falcon. 
I don't know what you can do with Falcon in this movie. It's not a big deal or anything. It, it, it doesn't feel like anybody is shafted even saying that. But I but I just want to say that what you said isn't in, isn't entirely accurate. There no, are a couple fair. of characters that, that that we don't really do much with, and 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 uh, and Steve Steve Rogers is really under underutilized. Yeah, but but Cap's got moments. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely got moments. Uh, I also I'm, think it's really important. Let, let me say this real quick, if I can. That that we mention, and I and I hope this isn't giving too much away, but in in a way, it's sort of half a movie. And it's 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 important to note that we're going to build a lot more on this in in our in our next movie. And so there are characters that don't get a lot to do yet because we haven't gotten to their to their stuff yet. Um, yeah. I I would, and I think I can. I think we're going to have to have this full conversation in spoilers. But I completely, yeah. I completely disagree that it's half a movie. It was one of the things. No, that it, I don't agree with that. I, it was one of the things that impressed me the most about this is that it is a complete film. And the thing, it, it is, it is a complete film. But I feel like you're going to think it's half a movie when you see the next one. Co- I, re- I really correct. Do. No, no, no. I totally um, get what you're saying. I, I totally my, my get what you're saying. My point is these. T- these together, and and the thing is, when you listen to interviews with with actors and stuff, everybody keeps throwing out uh, little little bits and pieces where you can't tell which movie they're talking about because they shot them back to back. Right, and 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 uh, in in their heads, it's almost one giant piece. Now, the, the Rousseaus are talking about it like, well, no, don't say part one and part two because this is a complete film, and yeah, it is, but. I uh, I think it's I think it would be unfair to lob the criticism of uh like what I'm saying is Captain America feels underutilized but I don't want to say that that's really what's going on because I don't think we've gotten to his stuff yet so it's half a movie but it's not half a movie if that makes any sense sure I think I understand what you're saying yeah. uh, I want to go back to uh, you know this huge cast that you were talking sure, yeah, about yeah, yeah. I totally agree that you know everybody gets their moments there's one problem I do find with a huge cast like this and it's not that everybody doesn't get their moment because I am with you Aaron that I do think that, you know, they did, you know, give everybody their chance in the spotlight. But my problem... My, minus Falcon and... You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, the one problem <laughs> I have my, is there are characters in this movie, and it's inevitable, with a huge cast like this, I don't think the chemistry works between every single one of the, you oh, know, these okay. mashups. Uh, uh, one example is I don't find that... Doctor Strange and Iron Man worked well together. Oh, I loved their chemistry. Ooh, I'm not with you there. Yeah, really? I loved their I thought, chemistry. I think no, that, I think that's all fascinating. Now, I think that uh, there's like Thor and Star-Lord. I think that is perfect. That was so fun. But I think that uh, Strange and Stark, their personalities are so close together that I didn't think that they were uh, playing off of each other. I thought that they were competing against each other. Well, that was part of their dynamic was, uh, was, was a competition between because they see the world differently. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't think that it, it didn't work for me. Okay. I knew what they were going for. You know, they're both insanely intelligent and they're both very arrogant and confident, you know, in different ways though, but in different ways. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason it didn't work for me. Okay. I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just saying like, maybe it was the fact that all the other chemistry between everybody else was so good (laughs) that maybe like, Oh, there's what didn't work as well for me. Okay. What were you saying? May may I, may I suggest that you might feel better about it. If you give Iron Man three another watch. 
I hate Iron Man three so much though. <laughs> I hate no, that movie. See, that's really it's really interesting that you don't like that dynamic and you don't like Iron Man three because so much of Stark clashing with Doctor Strange is because he he can he still has such a difficult time dealing with a universe that is that big and he doesn't have enough control over it. Doctor Strange is the antithesis to everything Iron Man wishes the world was. Yeah, Iron Man three is my least favorite Marvel movie. I I can't bring myself to watch that one again. <laughs> Uh, I think I think that's a that's a very valid point, Cap, and and I think it is probably one of those things where it just didn't work for you. Um, I I really think the chemistry was incredible between all of them. In fact, that's another one of my big positives that I mentioned in my review is that I you know it has been said to be a negative about the Marvel movies that they all feel the same. You know, no, that there's the sameness sameness the to them. Most different there's ever well, been. What I was gonna what I was gonna say is that sameness though has allowed them to come together in this way where you don't feel a disparity of tone. So you don't, like, when when they're in each other's worlds, it fits because they feel like they're, you know, kind of all have the same tone. And, they you know, there's humor in all the Marvel movies, right? And so when there's humor in, the, you know, Infinity Wars, it doesn't feel wrong for any of them. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, it's kind of interesting because I feel like uh, the what has been lobbied at Marvel is making the same kind of movie over and over again is actually a strength to a movie like this in the way that the tones just mesh so well and you're able to kind of you know integrate these characters. Well, they're different enough that the dichotomies are fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. I do have one more pro that I just want to throw out there sure. real quick. And it's the fact that this is a two-hour and 40-minute movie. And I didn't feel the time at all. In fact, I think that some elements of the movie felt rushed. Uh, for pros and cons, you know, it felt rushed. But the fact that the movie is this long and that I didn't feel the time right. is a testament to how good the Russo brothers are. I just want to say, the Russo brothers have made th- some of the best Marvel movies. I think a lot of people are like, oh man, I really wish that Joss Whedon would come back. I think that the Russo brothers understand this universe better than anybody else that came before them did. I want them to make a Thor movie uh, because I've, I've gone on record several times uh, saying that I don't care for Ragnarok and these guys get Thor and uh, he is one of the most interesting things and most fun things in this movie. And uh, <laughs> that, that was one of my uh, favorite things about this. I'll throw out one of, one of my biggest pros is making me suddenly fall in love with characters that were just okay for me before. Oh, okay. uh, the big two are Th- Thor and Gamora, man. Uh, suddenly, suddenly uh, uh, Zoe Saldana is coming alive in a way I've never seen her before. I've never cared for Saldana. I think she's fantastic in this. Nice. It's interesting. Thor has always been my favorite Avenger. That, I haven't really enjoyed Thor until Ragnarok, uh, and I think no, I like the first Thor movie. I th- I do like the first Thor movie. Um, I actually kind of like the second Thor movie. Um, mm. It's not necessarily one of my favorite Marvel movies, but I will say of the you know the good guys, this almost is Thor's movie. I was about like, to say, yeah, the, like besides Thanos, Thor's movie, and uh, it should be. And I was really impressed they went that way with it. Uh, too many of these have been really trepidatious about Thor. They don't know what to do with them. Uh, Joss Whedon came out on record with Age of Ultron uh, in his commentary saying, "Yeah, we didn't really know what to do with Thor, and uh, he's kind of just a plot device." And in this, he's got to drive some story momentum because of the world he he embodies, and that he's the most cosmic character we have in in the Avengers. Uh, but he's he's got he's got an arc. And uh, he's it's yeah, it's it's the best Thor movie we've had. Certainly Uh, the biggest crowd response in my screening was a Thor moment. 
like just an absolute like applause moment uh was for a thor moment i won't ruin it here we can maybe talk about in spoilers but yeah i think he owns this movie on the good guy side um and that's saying a lot when you've got so many so many characters but yeah his his story was the glue some of the most emotional moments of this movie for me now that I'm thinking about it, most of them were Thor moments. Not if if he wasn't like directly involved with it, he was there for it, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, "Wow, this is his best performance as Thor." I agree easily. Yeah, uh, I, I'm against you this on cap. I think Ragnarok is one of the f- best uh, Marvel movies. It's I think it's my third or fourth favorite. Yeah, it's- I love Ragnarok. What didn't you like about Ragnarok, Cap? Oh, I don't want to get into that. Here, okay, guys. okay, fair okay, enough. Okay, yeah. Um, do you guys have cons? I have a couple cons. I think we can get into cons. I, I do want to mention before we go, uh, out of the pros totally, uh, how funny this movie is. Um, and I know that's almost a repeat pro for every Marvel movie, but some of these lines are so funny and so quotable. Uh, I just, Rabbit. I just remember laughing at moment after moment after moment. Uh, I, I, I would love to have the discussion, but I think this is the funniest Marvel movie. No, I think Ragnarok is. I don't know, man. I think this might be funnier than Ragnarok. I think this it's ironic. I think this is the darkest Marvel movie. But can it be both? Can't you can it be both hilarious and also dark? Um I mean, well, yeah, it is both. It is both. I mean, but I don't think it's the, the most of both. Oh, okay. How, how did you think it was as funny as I think it was, Cap? Yeah, absolutely, and I and I thought the humor was uh, mostly really incredibly well integrated and was uh, you know serving the story for the most part. A um, couple of moments where it gets in the way a little bit. Uh, that's kind of par for the course for these. I expect a little bit of that. I I, I think I think a lot of folks uh, tend to go too far in in, in saying that that happens. Uh, in, in acting like that happens more than I than, than I think it does with with some of these. Although I and not to keep going back to this, but I, that is my biggest issue with Ragnarok. But with with this movie, um, I I think the, the levity the levity feels effortless to me for the most part. I do have one question for you, Cap. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been seeing a lot of reviews for this movie after you know watching it, and something that I don't see anybody talking about, and it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. What did you think of the Black Order? Uh, I, I wasn't impressed with that at all. Oh, I thought they were great. Really? Oh, yeah. The Black Order, for those of you who don't know, those are Thanos' goons. Yeah, Thanos' group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought Um, they were amazing. Part of the thing is, I don't, part of the thing is, I don't know why Thanos needs goons. That, that's the first thing. And, and, and it's, it's because I don't think the, the the stones are as powerful as they ought to be. That's, that's, that's part of it. Okay. But also, um, I don't know that we, that we do a lot with them. Uh, that like they they seem to be just kind of you know big big scary looking bad guys. It's a throwback to to Dark World, where yeah. he's kind of you know scary looking bad guys that stand around and hit things. I don't know. They do they do feel a little like mini bosses, right? Like they do feel like they sure. ju- yeah. they just exist to be. That's the point of them. And I don't have a huge problem with them. I just I wasn't impressed with them. Maybe it's because I think that for them they felt just as powerful, if not more powerful, than main villains we've seen in all the other Marvel movies. And mm. I was like, "Wow, his the Black Order because uh, what's her? Oh, I'm forgetting her name. Obsidian uh, Proxima Midnight. Yeah, Proxima Midnight. I think she was amazing. She was one of my favorite uh, Dark Orders or Black Order uh, characters. Just because is that is is that is that the girl with the eyeshadow? Yeah, that looks okay. like a Nido from so, World of Warcraft. So 
Right. So yeah, I didn't have a I didn't have a chance to bring this up earlier. She was one of my CG issues. I don't know why her face is CG. Oh, interesting. When you, you think you, it could have been the prosthetics on that character? There should not be any uncanny Valley. There's uh, uncanny Valley. There's nothing we're doing with her face that you can't just do with makeup. And it mostly is makeup, but it's also CG enhanced. I have no idea why, except that she's a large character. But when when you when you do close ups on her, why do we have to do that? I don't understand. No, that's a good point. Other than the fact that they, I think, if I'm understanding the production process correctly on this, I think they actually animated those characters before they had the voice talent. Like, they didn't even know who was playing them uh, until afterwards. Really? Because Yeah, because they just announced the voice talent on those characters within the last, oh, weird. Within the last like month or two. Because Carrie Coon's actually prox- yeah. Proximum Midnight. It's possible they went with a different voice than the person that they had doing the... Uh, like the model? Uh, uh, the, the, the mocap, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. They're, certainly, they had an, act- an actress that was doing the mocap. Yeah. That they could have it used. looks like the way they do vision, except not as good because she looks too much like a normal person. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a valid, uh, valid complaint. Why do that with vision, not with her. It's weird. Yeah. Let's talk about other uh, other cons. Yeah. What else you got? I'll let you guys go. Like I said, I my, love the my movie. only listen. I really didn't have many cons with this. Uh, in my review, I mentioned a couple things I think could bother people. Uh, the one that I could let bother me, but it just doesn't, is there's obviously a lot of why didn't he in this movie. And what yeah. I mean by that yeah. is is when you've got people with such big powers, whether they be our Avengers or Thanos or the Stones or whatever, there's so many opportunities to go, uh, why didn't you do it this way? Like, you totally could have done this. Like, you didn't have to do this. I had those moments with Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. It, Doctor Strange has these incredible powers, time powers he that's has. What I'm, that's, and, that was the big thing, and, time. Like, why don't you just reverse time? You did it in the last movie. Why right. don't you reverse time, fix this thing that happened? Right. So so I, I guess how I quiet that in my mind is, I mean, it's obviously just a built-in part of doing a superhero movie because mm-hmm. you have to have a story and a plot and get somewhere. But I quieted that in my mind by going, you know what? In real life, there are why didn't he's like, you know, I'll watch other people and I'll go, you know, you could have done this this way, but you made a choice. And so in my my mind, I just go, okay, they're making choices. And sometimes I feel like maybe they're bad choices or not the best choice to accomplish their goals. But, you know, I can, I can just kind of let it go and just go along for the ride. That's how I quiet that. But man, if that kind of stuff bothers you, there's a lot of it here. I, I, I really there's a lot. Well, of, there's and, there's and the, prominent, the biggest, but not a lot. I think there's a lot. Mm. There's a lot. The, the biggest defender with that, uh, obviously, is Thanos. And uh, you can maybe get away with one or two when he first starts putting the, the, the stones in the gauntlet. But, man, when he when when he gets more stones in his gauntlet, I don't think I'm giving away anything by saying he gets some stones in his gauntlet. Uh, you're, you've, you've got, you've got a lot of places where, uh, the, where, where you wonder why he is like, like all you have to do is have limitations on it. If you, if you really need to have that conceit to, to, to contrive ways for, uh, the story to move along so that he's not able to beat everything in 25 minutes. And right. that's the, that's the, that, that's the biggest uh, difficulty with uh, having, you know, you know, an almost supreme being like this. But just tell me that he has to use the gems one at a time. Yeah, because we never say that, and he uses them one at a time. And I and I and I don't know why he's doing that. Uh, but the other thing is, Thanos is uh, constantly leaving people alive for no reason. Right. Yeah. And again, those all of those fall into that why didn't he category? You know, 
Sure, um, but I but that one I I can't I can't quiet my mind about Aaron. I, I don't I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to just say like uh, well he's just making choices. Yeah, but why? Like like it, it, it just it, made it a bad like, choice. <laughs> maybe he has yeah, the mentality but it's, but it's, of like you come across an ant hive and you don't spend time killing every single ant. You just you know stomp and you hope you, you just kill, continue your quest you for your continue. magnifying glass exactly yeah. That's, yeah that's fine except there are too many places where he intentionally leaves people alive and i don't know why you know what i mean where, where it's it's not that he just mowed through something it's that he he and, and like i don't want to get into spoilers yet obviously but there, there are a couple places where 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 he either uh leaves someone alive that he was standing there and you thought was gonna kill or brought someone back yeah yeah yeah, no, inter- interesting stuff for sure. Um, what else? Any other any other cons before we kind of move I'm on? I'm making it sound like I hate this movie because I didn't get a chance to say a whole lot with with pros. Yeah, like 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 there's a lot I love about this movie. Hey, if you um, if you got pros, some, yeah, yeah, if you got some pros, go ahead and throw them out that we didn't mention. I, I think the biggest accolade I can give this movie is that I I. I have I have these huge giant major issues with Thanos and it didn't kill it and it should have killed it. Um, the the best thing about this movie is that it's uh, it's able to like like you were saying earlier with integration of tones, it's able to make me feel like I'm watching a Guardians movie and then I'm watching a Thor movie and then I'm watching an Avengers movie and I uh, it's it's completely authentic. These guys it, and like it it doesn't feel like you're watching several different movies. Uh, that don't go together. Right. You are jumping back and forth between all these, uh, kind of between all these different films. And it's just a really fun feeling because it doesn't feel like these guys trying to do something they don't have a good handle on. Now, I, I've I've since, I, after we did our initial review on Geekvolution, um, discovered that apparently... Uh, they did bring in James Gunn and a couple of other directors uh, from other movies and, and, and writers to help flesh out certain things that these guys maybe maybe didn't think they could do on their own. So I said uh, in that review, if I if I learned that James Gunn wrote some of the Guardians dialogue, I would believe that. Apparently he did, but that's really smart. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Definitely. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we move on? There's so much we're going to talk about during spoilers, so you know we yeah. don't need we don't need to beat anything into the ground here. Um, so, like but said, anything it, else you want to mention non-spoiler before we move on? Easily. It's easily. It's my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. And I, I can say that confidently even saying it once. Yeah. I did not have the same. I, I had moments of euphoria during this movie. Uh, there are definitely those goosebump moments, uh, a couple of yeah. them at least. Uh, but I did not have the same level of euphoria that I had during the, the original Avengers. Uh, and I think it's probably just because it was the first time. Um, and, but man, I remember sitting in the theater during the original Avengers and just losing my mind. Oh, I'm right there with you. Don't forget. It was my favorite Marvel mm-hmm. movie. It's just, it that, did bring that feeling back for me and I didn't think that was possible. Oh, nice. That, that is, that is a big deal. I, I will say I had that. And part of it is being such a, is being a comics fan because, uh, it gives you the consummate, you, you know, team up, uh, movie, <laughs> but this gives you the consummate, uh, comic book event movie. It, mm. it, it feels like a like a like a twelve issue giant comic book event, and we've never had that before. Uh, nice. Here's a question again for you, Cap. So, yeah, the reason were you wanting Death to be in this as kind of like a tie-in? So, hey, maybe now they can put Deadpool in here or something. No, not no. at all. Okay, you just wanted Death in there because that is his main drive. Yeah, it's just really really interesting. Okay. 
See, I don't uh, even know what you guys are talking about. Death is an actual personified character in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Okay. Thanos is trying to impress her because he's in love with Andrew, her. Andrew, realistically, I never would have expected that. Yeah. Well, hey, well, so, like, maybe because yes, I would have loved that. I didn't I didn't expect it. I knew going in we weren't going to get that. Uh, I just wish that Thanos had been more of a ground up reinvention instead of going to anything that he was trying to do in Infinity Gauntlet, because I don't I don't think it I don't think it works. Yeah, I guess this this where you and I will disagree that I think that Thanos's motives were not not justified, but, you know, you bought understandable. Into I bought into it. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand. I that. would have bought into it if it was the original, you know, impressing death. I would have bought into that as well. But for some reason, this one just seemed to make more sense. I don't know. Interesting. I can yeah. see both of your points. I can. Um, all right. Uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to mention before we move on, go see it. Yeah. If you, can, if you can find a theater that is not sold out, go and see it. Yeah, we're gonna go see it uh, as a family. So I'll catch it. I'll probably catch it three times before next week is over. Yeah, me too. Total in total, yeah. um, it's it's definitely worth it. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Definite recommend. It sounds like from all three of us. Yeah, we all loved it. Just at different levels of love. Ready to move on to the Best Ever Challenge? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So Best Ever Challenge this week, a little bit different. Usually we do Best Ever Movies, but this week we're doing Best Ever Movie Endings. Now, we didn't talk about the end of Infinity. Love this topic. We we didn't talk about the end of Infinity War because it's really not something we can talk about until we're in spoilers. It is a big part of whether or not you will probably like this movie or not, is if you like the ending or not. Which I did. Um, Which I did as well. In fact, I loved it. I absolutely loved the ending of infinity war um so we will talk more about that in spoilers but it leads us to the best ever movie endings we'll go from number three to number one cap why don't you kick us off what's your number three best ever movie ending my number three and this is likely to change because this is somewhat of a recent thing and even though it's been a couple of maybe what a year year and a half i'm still kind of reeling for it my number three is split nice that is a very good ending. I, I, it actually did not make uh, my top three, surprisingly enough, because I the the ending of Split absolutely blew my mind. It's, it's in my honorable mentions, but it is in my I honorable have, mentions. Okay, here's oh, you guys thought of it. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's the thing. I have fifteen total. I could understand any one of these being anybody's number one. Okay. Like I, I look at it, I'm like, if you if that was your number one, I'd get it. It would make sense to me. Nice. Split that ending. You. I was with Aaron in the theater, and I know I've said this before. I've never heard Aaron make an audible noise during a movie, but whenever the ending of Split came up, and he was going, "What? <laughs> no, they did not just do that!" Like out loud I in the theater. In my seat, I was like, and I and I don't do this. I was like hitting stuff. I lost yeah. my mind over. It. <laughs> yeah. And part of it is because I, you know, I, I I review superhero movies for a living. That's what I do. I didn't know I was going into this. I didn't know it was going to be on my shelf. Yeah, right, on yeah, my yeah. superhero movie shelf. Yeah, that's exactly. The, that, that's the weirdest experience ever. I'm 25 seconds from the end of this movie, and it's suddenly a superhero movie. I can't get away from them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's amazing. No, that's a great call. What do you got at number three, Andrew? Uh, cliche is probably, if it doesn't get Trump, then I think it should be on everybody's list. The Sixth Sense. I'll go ahead and Trump it. It's my number two. So, okay. So we'll talk about it here in a second. Uh, my number three is Whiplash. Uh, I love the end of Whiplash. That that drum solo at the end of Whiplash is like I I just the experience of their 
their you know rivalry, te- their rivalry, and they're going back and forth and and just oh the emotion of it. I just that blew me away. I want to say this about Whiplash because the movie could have ended with him just walking out the theater and you know it going to credits, and that itself would have been an amazing ending sure but him coming back it's a totally in, different movie if that yeah, happens yeah, yeah. Totally interesting. but him coming back in and making the ending it did makes it one of the greatest endings of all time yeah yeah for sure oh wow and one of the most intense five minutes i've ever spent yeah in watching oh, if, a movie. if you don't have goosebumps i'm getting goosebumps <laughs> look at this thinking about that ending right now has got me having huge goosebumps on my arm yeah no that's yeah absolutely that's my number three uh, let's go on to number two. What do you got, Cap? Uh, my number two. Th- th- this is this is cliche and obvious, and we br- we brought this movie up a lot earlier in the show. But it's Fight Club. How 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 can I not put Fight Club on this list? Yeah, I had it in my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Well, one of the reasons that I, I had to put that on my list is because I didn't like that movie until a second watch. Oh, really? Interesting. Because. Yeah, because uh, I, I just it's a thing that I had to completely process. I mean, I, and I was lucky because I saw Fight Club relatively late and somehow didn't get that ending spoiled. You know, that's, that's <laughs> that, that Sixth Sense thing where no, nobody goes to that movie later and doesn't already know how it ends. Somehow uh, I didn't know how Fight Club ends and it blew my mind and I wasn't enjoying that movie until until I knew what that was. And on a second watch, uh, when you when you see all the signposts and all the foreshadowing, uh, all, all of a sudden it's this brilliant masterpiece yeah i i had the exact same experience cap i came to it later and it had not been spoiled for me and i didn't even know it was a twist movie like i i had Uh, i had no clue i wasn't i wasn't looking for a twist i didn't realize there was going to be a twist and then when so when it happened it just completely blew me away yeah and then you go back and you watch it and you're like, how did I not know? And then there's cool that's things. Why it's ge- that's why that ending yeah. is genius, because it's so obvious on a second watch. Like, uh, there's one part of this movie that somebody pointed out to me. And then after I watched it again, I'm like, how did I? That's, that's the coolest thing that things you don't think of. Like, uh, whenever, you know, they get in the car wreck in the rain, you know, Edward yeah. Norton gets out of the driver's seat after the wreck. Oh, interesting. And you're like. What is going on? How did I not see all of this stuff? It's so <laughs> right. cool. Love it. Yeah. No, great choice. Uh, my number two, then? Yep. Uh, Usual Suspects. Great choice. Yeah. Kaiser Soze, man. Just that the switch in the walk, whenever you see that switch in the walk, it's one of the most insane endings to a movie ever. Yeah. Oh. Uh, because, like you guys, I saw Usual Suspects when it came out originally. And like you said with Fight Club, I didn't expect a twist movie. Right. I expected it to end the way it it you know the way it did before <laughs> that twist. And uh, yeah, it's just such a cool ending. Yeah, totally agree. All right, now, let's, let's talk about the Sixth Sense. Uh, I had it at number two. Andrew, you had it at number three. Yeah. Um, it like the like Fight Club is one of those beautifully crafted movies where you're watching it a second time. You can see all the hints, all the clues, you know, everything that's there. Um, It it actually is one I did have spoiled for me before I saw it, unfortunately. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, So, uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, that was, that was at a time in my life where I wasn't seeing things right away. Um, So, you know, I had been a couple, out a couple weeks before I saw it and, uh, and nobody blatantly spoiled it for me. I just, my brain picked up on kind of what people were dancing around. 
You know oh. what I mean? Like if you had that happen where it's where, like I can't where help they talk with, about there is a spoiler in the movie, yeah, but they don't say it, so you know there's a twist or a spoiler in the movie. Well, and so you're they'll looking even say for thing, it. They'll even say little things that they're not, they don't mean to hint at it, but it kind of hints at it. And yeah, you're, you're able to put things together even if you don't want to. Anytime, so. it, it, here's a pro tip: anytime anybody ever says not to give anything away, put your put your your fingers in your ears and say la 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 la. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly for sure. Um, but I I love it. Uh, I think M Knight when he's operating uh, well is operating on a high level. Uh, and, uh, I think this was a, a great introduction for people to him, you know, and what he can do. So, uh, definitely love it. Did you have anything to add? No, no, you, you covered it perfectly. Very so, nice. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about our number ones cap. What you got? So I, I, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm hoping it's okay if my number one is not like a big twist ending kind of thing. No, it's, I think it's a brilliant ending. No, uh, in, in fact, I love, I, I'm very glad for like Whiplash isn't a twist ending. Like I, yeah. I, True. I, yeah. in fact, I'm more impressed with the movies that, you know, stand out for their endings that aren't twists. Like it's, it's easy for a twist, you know, to be a great ending because it shocks you so much. But uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to hear one that's not a twist. Uh, my number one is Back to the Future. Oh, Where we're going. We don't need roads now. Now, and, and it's not just and it's not just that scene. It's it's the fact that he gets back and uh, you see the uh, positive effects of his fruits in the past. Mm. And it and it is it, at the time it was I guess in a way a mind freak ending just because uh, we hadn't done much butterfly effect in time travel movies yet. That's, no, that's true. That's so true. That, I never so thought that of that. To actually see that uh, was was a real big deal, especially for science fiction fans that had experienced that kind of thing in a novel, but had never seen it in a movie, and a really unlikely, uh, you know, you know, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of dramedy sort of movie. Yeah, good call. No, I like that call. That's a great choice. What do you got at number one, Andrew? Mine is the greatest ending to a movie ever. It's also the greatest gut punch <laughs> to a movie ending ever, and that's The Mist. Uh, you know what? I had it in my honorable <laughs> mentions. I wish I'd thought of that. The mist, the ending of that movie will hit you so hard. I was feeling, dude. Like, and I, and by the way, we just covered that. I had never seen it. We just covered that on the channel about really? three months ago. Yeah, and 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 we watched the black and white version. That's the only way to watch it. By the way, the only oh. way to watch the the mist is the black and white version. Uh, I've never seen the black. No, and white I haven't version. either. That's interesting. You guys have to do it. You'll see it. You'll be like, how how in the world was that not how it was released? Because and they wanted to release it that way, and the studio wouldn't let them. Uh, but oh, oh my god, that that it it hurts my feelings just thinking about it. So, um, and I love it. I love I the, read, audac- the, the audacity. The audacity of that ending. The book ends on a on a high note because yeah. the, the book ends with them getting in the car and driving away, and you're like, oh, they're gonna get out, and then the movie precedes what how the book would end you know past it and you're like oh my gosh it is the i i can't get over it i don't think there will ever be a more gut punch ending to a movie i can't imagine it it's it's so insane the ending yeah. of that movie i will never in a million years understand why roger ebert gave that a two-star a two-star rating oh it's I will never insane understand. it's insane aaron number one my number one psycho I knew it. I knew it. Um, I and I sure. could have. And I, I actually didn't put any other Hitchcock movies in my honorable mentions. Not Vertigo. I, no, Vertigo is a great ending. But no, I purposefully just. I, you know, I'll let Psycho represent all of Hitchcock because so many of his endings are great. Okay. Um, Psycho ending is the best of his endings. I think uh, oh, yeah. Anthony Perkins in the end of that movie is so perfect. <laughs> I'm a fly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, 
I don't know that there's much to say about it that hasn't already been said by many, many people, but, uh, but man, that movie was so far ahead of its time. Yeah. Um, and, and absolutely still an incredible watch. So do you want to just everybody run through their honorable mentions? Yeah, we can, um, we can run through some, honorable I got a mentions. lot, so I'll let you guys go first. Well, why don't, uh, you know, that's, that's probably a good way to do it. How many honorable mentions did you have cap? Oh, I just wrote down like three. Yeah, why don't you tell us? I yours mean, I could first. have done a lot more, but I didn't want to take up all your yeah, time. Yeah, I only I only have like uh, five, maybe. So, what are your three? Uh, Empire. Yeah, Empire Good Strikes Back. Yeah, choice. no way around it. Um, I'm I, th- this is a split a split camp kind of movie, but I'm in the Watchmen is one of the best superhero movies ever made camp, and what Watchmen is in there for me. Okay, uh, just because I'm I was such a big fan of that material and. I got to be surprised by the ending of Watchmen. It was a big deal for me. Uh, I've also got uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good choice. I didn't even think about that one. Still haven't seen it. How have you not seen It's a Wonderful Life? I don't know, man. You need to check it out. Don't don't feel bad, man, because I hadn't seen it either until uh, somebody requested it uh, with donation <laughs> hey. last year. And then, and then I was like, where has this been all my life? And I, I had a real profound experience with that. I had somebody message me recently that they couldn't couldn't believe you hadn't seen Gattaca. Have you rectified that yet, Cap? No, guys, <laughs> stay off my back. I'll get, I'll get on it. No, I'll the reason why it. he's saying that is because I just saw it uh, about five or six days, or I guess it was a week oh, did now. You really? Yeah, for the first time. And dude, you got to see that movie. <laughs> you got to see that movie. Uh, okay, I'm writing it down as we speak. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a point because uh, I kept putting it off for years. I kept putting that movie off, and I was like, "Don't put it off, man. You got to see it." Finally, saw it a week ago, and I'm mad at myself that I put it off for so long. Yeah, no, it's a great one. Um, also has a great ending, by the way. Yeah, it does it's, have it, a really that good would, ending. Would be in the conversation. Uh, the other ones I would bring to the conversation: Citizen Kane uh, has an yeah, amazing ending. Um, I'm not up on Citizen Kane or the ending, really. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, a Quiet Place just came out. You yeah. know, obviously, we don't want to spoil that, but that has a great ending. Uh, La La Land. I love the ending for La La Land. Um, you know, that kind of walk through the what if uh, is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Raiders. I love the ending of Raiders. Top where the- men. <laughs> Are you talking about the I'm whole ta- island? Ending? I- I'm talking about where he's in the big warehouse. Yeah, you know, yeah. And- top men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great ending. And then finally, Inception, uh, where you've got the spinning top, uh, I think is a really interesting way to end that movie. So. Yeah. Those it's, are some other ones I mentioned. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, what what kind of an ending is that? It's a uh, ambiguous. No, because yeah, it's a, it's a the, false the pr- ending. It's a false ending. It is because, a false ending. Yeah, because yeah. his uh, that, totem's not the mine. top. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't make mine. Is just because it's cool when you think it's ambiguous, and then when you go back and you put everything together in that movie, there actually is an answer. Yeah, is that it's not his totem. His wedding ring is his totem. Yeah, it's so. interesting. Uh, okay, what do you got for your honorable mentions? Can you just run through them? Yeah, I'm going to run through them, and I'm probably, just because I can't remember it, I'm just going to, you know, say them again. Uh, Planet of the Apes, 1968. Sure, great choice. Damn, all the hell! Naturally, um, yeah. I'm an idiot for not putting that on my list. Yeah. My friend Andy went down to Tiwataneho. Shawshank Redemption. Him breaking out of, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Psycho mentioned that. Uh, the Prestige. I'm surprised you didn't mention The End of Prestige. No, The End of Prestige is wonderful. Yeah. No, that's for sure. I, it didn't cross my mind for some reason. Um, I've always been reserved about it. I don't know. I, I love it just because it immediately made me, it did immediately make me buy a ticket to watch the movie again so I could catch everything. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, sure. Uh, Rocky Two. 
I love the Rocky franchise, but Rocky II, the ending of that movie, for some reason, I just remember standing up, jumping up and down, and I was just so happy with it. Empire Strikes Back, you know. Yeah, I mentioned that one. Greatest twist in a movie of all time. Cabin in the Woods. I love the ending for Cabin in the Woods so much. Uh, Whiplash mentioned that. Uh, There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Just because that movie just ends. Mm Mm-hmm. On the most insane note ever. It just ends. Um, I don't know if you can count this as the beginning or the end of this movie. <laughs> I'm going to go with Memento. <laughs> right. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. the end or is yeah. it the beginning? It's Whatever the you want to call it. Yeah. Whichever <laughs> it is, it's, it's a Smashing Pumpkin song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, Seven. The What's in the Box. What's scene. in the Box? What's in the Box? What's in the Box? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. All good choices. Yeah. Very nicely done, fellas. Um, if you'd like to tell us your favorite movie endings that we didn't mention, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, at Aaron Dicer. I'd love to hear from you. Or you can comment uh, at the episode page on Spreaker, Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Uh, just uh, click on Sif Pop there. Oh, I just realized the greatest ending of all time is Edge of Tomorrow, right? I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's it, up there. Yeah, that's the worst ending of all time. Um, I hate the ending of Edge of Tomorrow. You're just poking the bear. I don't remember how that ends now. I remember oh. liking oh, that movie. Oh, it's so okay, bad. I saw it the one time. It's so bad. It's the worst ending. It's Well, it's the only bad thing about the movie. I love that movie until it ends. Yeah. I, I, I tease Aaron with that all time. Uh, in the chat was mentioned, There Will Be Blood, which you mentioned, Planet yeah. of the Apes, which you mentioned, A Quiet Place, which we mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah, some good stuff there as well. Uh, before the worst ending of all time is actually I Am Legend. You know, I actually didn't I mind the ending to I I've Am Legend. T- I know people don't like it, but... I saw two endings for I Am Legend, so I don't know which one. Oh, maybe I saw the, <laughs> the other one. I, maybe I saw the alternate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Can we just go ahead and spoil? <laughs> the, the ending I saw is the one where he dies, and then there's another ending. So which one did you see? What's the, what's the other no, ending? No the, one, no, the one I saw... Wait, there's an ending where he dies? Yeah. There's an ending um, where uh, he oh, opens up. No, 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 I, no, of course. I did see that. My, my, see, it's been too long since I've seen that movie because I, I ultimately don't like it. When it came out, I said that that was the first, the first 20 minutes of that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. And then it all goes downhill from there. Yeah. And the, uh, no, the, the, the whole movie, we're wondering if there is uh, a, a, a pocket of human civilization left. And at the end, it ends on a big high note and they find that pocket. And I don't think that's interesting. No, there's an ending where uh, he kills himself with a grenade and blows up all the right. zombie a- uh, vampire things. That's what I saw. Then there's another ending saw. where you know he cures the one that's in the the doorway or like in the blast area, right? Hmm. Um, and they're all trying to get in, you know, to kill them. It turns out that they were trying to get in to get her. So he opens up the door. They go in. They grab the one that he cured, and then they all leave. Hmm. There's two endings to that movie. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, who'd have thunk it? Yeah, I yeah. Did, I didn't bother me too and much. And how many endings are there to Blade find, Runner? Do they still find civilization? Yeah, in that they, they still find civilization at the end. Okay, they, see, that's why I don't like the ending. It's because they find civilization. I yeah, I like think that. I think in the one where they just leave, I think all three of them find civilization. I can't remember, but yeah, there's it's always in them finding civilization. So yeah, there we go. There you go. Before we head on to uh, the Sift Quest, just a reminder that this is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network, which is a fan-funded podcast network with bonus episodes for anybody who's a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash studio DNA. 
Uh, and you can hear all the bonus episodes, including the one for this episode of Sif Pop. Uh, so you can check that out again at patreon.com slash DNA. Support starts at three bucks a month. Uh, so pretty affordable and a lot of extra content there for you if you do that. And thank you for supporting Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can also check out the other podcasts on the network uh, if you go there or to Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. All right, let's move on to our SIFT quest. This comes from Lynn on Twitter. Uh, she says, hey, Aaron, first of all, hope you continue feeling better every day, which I do. Thank Yay. you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, secondly, had a Sift Quest thought. Uh, I was wondering what you guys think makes a movie rewatchable. After watching Infinity War last night, I'm not sure the movie as a whole is super rewatchable, despite enjoying it. What is your most rewatchable Marvel movie slash movie period? Thanks. Um, so yeah, let's That's a talk. good question. No, That's it's a, a really good I, question. I love this question. What makes a movie rewatchable? Before we talk about our favorites... Uh, well, how would you guys answer that question? Cap, why don't you kick us off? What makes a movie rewatchable? I think there's two different kinds of rewatchable movies. There's there's movies that you saw a lot when you were younger and you have a massive nostalgia for it and you can't put your finger on why you can't stop watching it. But yeah. you just want to feel the way you feel whenever you watch it. And then I think there is the uh, the the complexity to uh, the way a movie is made where you see something new every time you see it. And so you, you keep rewatching it because it's a different experience every time you see it. Right. And sometimes those are the same thing, but I think those are, those are the, the two ways in which a movie is rewatchable. Yeah. I think most good movies fall into that second category. Yeah. You know, I, I think most really well done, uh, movies, you know, you do, you pick up new things every time you watch them. I, I do think that's a big deal. Andrew, what, what would you say makes a movie no, rewatchable? No, I totally agree, and that's what I was going to hit on, is uh, just one category of making a movie rewatchable is keeping the audience in the dark. Don't let them in on it. And I think a perfect example for that is heist movies, you know? Mm. Like, you know, don't don't show how the heist is, you know, panning out, like in Logan Lucky or Ocean's Eleven, right. any of those. Keep keep the audience in the dark and then that way whenever you rewatch the movie you understand all the stuff that was happening in the background you weren't catching up on or the prestige you know keep the audience in the dark and then you get that twist ending and then you immediately want to rewatch the movie mm-hmm. to catch all that stuff so keep the audience in the dark it, less is more i guess is a good way to say it yeah another thing is for me i'm actually one of those people who's not much of a movie rewatcher uh, really? and, it, and it costs me a little bit in my movie knowledge. Uh, I feel like uh, there are there are people who know a lot more about like classic movies and different movies because they do they like rewatch stuff. It is it is hard for me to commit time to to watching something I've already watched when I've got so many things I haven't watched that I need to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I well, want it's different for guys like, like us because it's a professional thing. So right. When it's just when, when when you're just a casual movie watcher, or I don't want to say casual. I don't mean to be belittling, but I mean like you know if, it, no, if, it, if it's just if it's just a hobby, if you if if you're not you know having to like you know pay your bills with it, uh, you can you can sit down and watch whatever you want to watch. But when you have to regularly um, consume things and then talk about it, there's just not as much time of the day. I used to be a big movie rewatcher. I don't get to do it as much as I as I'd like to, but yeah. I, I am that kind of person. I just don't have the time anymore yeah I, I and i think i've always been I used to watch the matrix every year i used to watch batman 89 twice a year I, I don't i don't do all that anymore i just don't have the time i used to i you know I, I think i've always been this way i don't i think i've always thought well i've checked that one off i don't need to see it again 
Um, so what, is, what I will what say, what movie do you think you've seen the most? Oh, it's a wonderful life. We yeah. watch it every year for Christmas. Okay. Um, so, okay, sure. so yeah, I've, I've seen that every year of my life. You should but, probably see that, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I think Aaron's seen it enough for me now at yeah. this point. <laughs> Um, what I was going to say, though, because uh, I'm not, you know, necessarily a movie rewatcher, what I find myself rewatching movies is when I want to show it to my kids, when I want to oh. show it to somebody else, when I want to show it to my wife or you know a friend or whatever. That's when I rewatch movies Here's because a- I want to experience that first time watch with somebody else. Uh, here's the question. Are you watching the movie or are you watching your kids watch both. the movie? Both. Absolutely okay. both. Um, and so, you know, it's for, the reaction mentality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for me, you know, a rewatchable movie is one that I loved. So it's going to come, it's going to come very closely in line with my favorite movies, you know, are the rewatchable ones. I will add on that. I think in general, what makes a movie really rewatchable for me, uh, it was nostalgia, which was mentioned. Yeah. Um, also, um, good quotes. I think, you know, when a, when a movie is full of good lines, I think there's something fun about rewatching it and, you know, re-experiencing those, those moments, those lines. That's probably why I've quotes. seen Airplane so many times. Could be. Or Monty, or Holy Grail. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Holy Grail. I have seen Holy Grail. I did watch Holy Grail a lot, especially growing up. Yeah. Um, and, then, and the other part of it is joy. If a movie has really yeah. brought me joy, like I love rewatching it, you know? So it's, it's much more likely that I will rewatch... You know, uh, something that like it's a wonderful life that brings me joy than to rewatch seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It it just that just reminded me of a funny story. Um, I was watching Princess Bride on Netflix, and uh, you know, whenever you finish, that's watch- a rewatchable it's, movie. It's, for it's sure. rewatchable, and it's funny because you know how um, whenever you finish watching a Netflix movie, it gives you a recommended. Now that you've watched this, mm-hmm. you might want to check out one of these. I was watching Princess Bride one day on Netflix, and then as soon as it ended. The recommended movie for me to watch was Princess Bride. <laughs> and for some reason, I watched it again immediately. I'm like, you know what? I should watch Princess Bride again. It's been a couple seconds. And I just rewatched it again. It's because it's just a fun, happy movie. It's Nothing so good. bad yeah. happened. It's just a joyful movie. It's and a joy quotable. And it's quotable. Yeah. And nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it, it it checks off all the boxes. Yeah, it checks there. off all those boxes. Um, so yeah, those are the. Can things. I tack one more element on? Sure, please. Uh, how about how about inspiration? How about movies that whenever you watch them, they uh they they reinvigorate you and make you want to uh work harder or yeah. or, or be better. Rocky. There, there there are things that I will watch uh when I don't feel like I'm in the the right mood to sit down and write or work on something. Um, that make me feel more driven. And I'm I'm a very driven person, and if I don't feel driven enough, I'll watch Batman Begins. Oh, nice! Or at least listen to the soundtrack for Batman Begins. I used to watch. uh, I used to rewatch a movie called Swing Kids. Have you ever seen Swing Kids? I've seen Swing Kids. and I should actually have had that in my best movie endings, uh, because the moment at the end where he's the his little brother picks up his his umbrella. And he's like, swing high, Peter, swing high. And I just used to get this such this inspiration kick, you know. Um, so, yeah, totally. I totally see what you're talking about there. For me, it's Rocky as far as inspirational. I don't know if that's cliche, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's cliched, but, but 
man, that movie just makes me want to get up and yeah, do but something. Some things are cliched for a reason. When you mentioned That's Rocky two earlier, I wanted to high five you across the internet. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that too. You know what? In the chat, somebody mentioned Newsies, which was one for me as well. As um, an ending? Or uh, no, no, no. As a as a rewatchable. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and here's another here's another category. Musicals are very rewatchable if you love the music because there's something about music that you're able to process again and again, and you want to go back to it. Um, when we get to all-time uh, rewatchable picks, mine is a musical. Yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Singing in the Rain is definitely you know there for me as a movie. I've watched a lot because I love My that Fair music. Lady. I was going to say a Wizard one. of Oz. Another one, yeah. So I think musicals uh, in general are more rewatchable than a typical movie. And it's funny, for Wizard of Oz, it's not because of the music in that movie or the performances. It's the transition from black and white, quote-unquote, to color. That's the only yeah. reason I ever go back and watch that movie is that one moment of her walking out of her house into uh, Munchkin Land. Oh, interesting. Just that one moment of tra- that transition is mind-blowing t- to me to this day. Uh, I've mentioned a lot of my specific uh, ones, but let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, go around and talk about specific. You know, what are your all-time favorite rewatchable movies? Uh, and you can even mention your favorite uh, Marvel movie to rewatch oh yeah 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 um uh cap did you pick one is a most rewatchable marvel movie i gave this a lot of thought uh i and some of this might just be because i'm i'm working i'm hip deep in the middle of an analysis for this movie right now i think for me it's guardians okay no that's a great choice i think you're right it's not even my favorite but i think it's the most rewatchable yeah what about you no, you know what? Uh, now I might say Guardians. I hadn't really thought about it in that way, but right? yeah, the humor of it. Like my the, favorite is Winter Soldier. I mean, Infinity War is brilliant, but my, my 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 favorite is Winter Soldier. But I don't go back to it a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say actually, and this would be a surprise for most people because I don't think it ranks up that high for most people. But I was gonna say the first Avenger, uh, the first Captain America movie. I love that movie, and there are moments in that movie that mean a lot to me. Uh, sure, and so yeah. I, I, I like watching that movie, but man, you're the right. With First Avenger, the problem with First Avenger now is that I think Wonder Woman did it better. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's a fair point, actually. I yeah. have a hard time going back to First Avenger now because A, Wonder Woman did it better, and B, I've got Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I just like going back and seeing Scrawny Steve Rogers. And that's that's he always fun. Taller. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ragnarok. Ragnarok for me is the most rewatchable Marvel movie. It's quotable. It's hilarious. And it's besides, I know Infinity War is obviously the darkest. I still think that Ragnarok is the funniest because it's the most intentionally funny out of all the Marvel movies. Maybe Guardians is you could say is intentionally funny, mm-hmm. but I think that maybe it, it's more slapstick. I don't know. It's definitely that. Yeah, but I just that that brand of humor, that New Zealand fly to Concord's Taika Waititi style of kind of dry but also slapstick humor is right up my alley. Yeah, I don't. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Ragnarok. It's, it's a lot. Go get some some pamphlets. It, oh my gosh, the pamphlet! I wanted to start a revolution, but I didn't print off enough pamphlets. <laughs> is one of the funniest. I wanted things. to start a revolution, but I didn't print enough pamphlets. So only my mother and my stepdad, who are height, showed up. um good choices what about overall what would you say cap willy wonka and the chocolate factory oh good call that's a good choice i like that musical yeah yeah uh rewatch a lot of great moments in that jurassic park i think jurassic park would be a really 
I don't I because I, I just rewatched it the other day and I want to watch it again. <laughs> I go back to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna surprise everybody and go with Groundhog Day. Oh, you actually did. You know what? That's no, ironic. No, actually, I, I rewatch that once every couple of years. Yep. That that is such a fun rewatch. Um, any actually any like what about Bob too? Like any old Bill Murray comedy. I've seen that so long, I forgot about what about Bob. Oh, it's great. It's great. But yeah, Groundhog Day especially is. That's ironic, actually. Right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like when you've watched it once, it feels like you've rewatched it a couple of times. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And he's reliving moment after moment. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, let's head on to our buried treasure. What's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Uh, Andrew, very, why don't you kick us I'm off? I'm very stoked for this. So it's not buried. It's a very well-known treasure right now. But if you have a PlayStation 4 and you are not playing the new God of War game, it is phenomenal. Oh, I don't know out yet. Oh, I gotta do that. it's so good, dude. It, it's it's my game of the year, and I'm not even done what, playing it. No, and that's what I've heard. I've heard it's absolutely astonishing. It is breathtaking. It is, if it makes sense, it's all one shot. Like, there's never, wow. a, there's never a cutaway, you know, to like, like what happened before or anything. It is all one shot from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Yeah, it's and they were talking fluid about motion. I remember somebody talking about how incredible it was that there's no loading, there's no, no. Yeah. It somehow it just it just does it. Yeah. And obviously it's Norse mythology now as opposed to Greek mythology. And that's that's right up my alley, you know, me being I'm a huge Norse myth- mythology guy, you know, being a Scandinavian heritage and all that stuff. And it's just so fun. And the voice acting is, like, the best. It's the I've best. heard it's an incredible experience. Have you played all the way through it? I'm oh, about halfway through it, and it's already my game of the year. Wow. Like, it doesn't matter what else comes out this year. It's game I've, of the year. I've heard, you know, I've heard that it, it will probably be game of the year, other than the only Red competition Dead. is, uh, actually, Odyssey. Mario Odyssey, I've heard, might give it some competition. That was last year. Was yeah, that, that was last, last year? year? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. No, it's got to be got. It's it's insanely good. Nice. Yeah. Um, my buried treasure is Wild Wild Country on Netflix. It's a six part docu series on this um, cult that was in Oregon, uh, and I've never heard of this story, but it was mind blowing. Like everything that went on, uh, and it would have been right when I was I would have been young when it was happening because it was. Uh, the early 80s um so but it just kind of this mind-blowing it uh, is a cult that started in india um the the leader of like the religious leader of it is called the bhagwan and then he had a secretary named sheila i think and they came and took over this ranch in oregon uh and i mean hundreds of thousands of followers like just this huge they all dressed in like all red like you know there was this whole thing that happened with like the neighboring town and then and it's just I don't want to give anything away because it's an absolutely fascinating documentary. It is a documentary, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. it's a docu-series. There's six episodes, so it's about six hours of Wild investment. Wild Country. It's called Wild Wild Country. It's on Netflix, and I found it I found it fascinating. The only negative is I think it's especially the last episode felt really drawn out like it felt like it could have been a little five, tighter it could have been a five episode I, maybe sort of a five thing. episode sort of thing or or maybe the episodes could have been shorter you know okay. like 45 minutes instead of like the last episode's an hour and 10 minutes long and i don't think it needed to be at all especially for what it covered okay. um but without giving anything away there are just some things that happen between this town and this cult that you just can't believe actually happened 
Um, so it's it's definitely definitely interesting and possibly worth a watch. So okay. that's called Wild Wild Country. Uh, what about you, Cap? What's your buried treasure? Well, I'm going to be predictable and do a superhero thing. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, buried treasure this time is a new uh, direct-to-video animated DC movie that came out a couple weeks ago called Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. These have usually been really bad, and this is one of the best animated DC movies we've ever had. Uh, we've been doing these going all the way back over a decade now, uh, since 2007, and a few years back, they started a based on new 52 continuity and most of those have been really bad and I've not cared about the continuity. And this is the first time I've cared about. This as a series much less really legitimately loved one of these, uh, with the exception of the one way that it's connected to, uh, the, to, to those uh, other movies. I, I don't want to give away what that is. Um, it, this is absolutely what the live-action Suicide Squad movie should have been. Uh, you could have taken this script and shot it live-action, and it feels like it wants to be a live-action movie, but it's super stylized, and the animation works really well for it. Um, it's it's not that it's not that team. Uh, it's if if you guys aren't familiar with uh, with with some DC stuff and Suicide Squad, there, there are characters here that you that you won't know. Um, it, there's a there's a character there's a uh, what's his what's his name Copperhead uh, is 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 my is my favorite character in this uh, who is a a big snake guy who has this huge giant tail he he wraps around people and uh, I had heard of him but had never seen him in anything and uh, he's really a little spoken and absolutely hilarious and it's a it is the most violent rated R thing they've probably ever made it is Grindhouse Suicide Squad and it totally works uh, I it, it's it's a uh, it's fantastic. And so if you if you wanted to love Suicide Squad and didn't, you should buy this. <laughs> it's it's good to hear you say that because Aaron knows this. I'm a huge DC guy. And it's interesting you say that you're not a fan of some of the animated movies because I've always championed the DC animated films as the crown jewel of the uh, DC film verse because, you know, I'm not a fan of live action movies as of late. And I'm like, please just go and check out some of those DC animated movies like Flashpoint Paradox or War or any of those. Uh, see, I think War is terrible. It, compared to the to, to a lot of what we've gotten. Oh, I say a lot. Well, like Red Hood. Compared you like Red to, Hood? Yes, they're wonderful, but the bar is really low. Man, I I love those movies so much. That's it's sure. interesting because you, we as far as superhero goes, uh, we have differentiating opinions on stuff <laughs> from Marvel and DC. That's but you know what? That's what makes superhero so great. Yeah, so, I'm just waiting for a, a Doctor Fate animated movie. Just make that happen, please. Well, and you know we've been using him a lot more lately, and he's in this. Uh, Doctor Fate's a big deal in this movie. Are you serious? Oh, I gotta see it. He's one of my oh, favorite no, got, DC no, characters. No, you'll, you'll love it. Uh, and the the premise is based on a Gail Simone thing. Uh, in Secret Six, did you read any Secret Six? A few of them, but not all of it. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's the um, get out of health health free card. That's the MacGuffin. Oh, I've heard. I yeah, I've heard, but yeah, it's so, it's awesome. I don't want to you know talk too much about it for those of you who yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting over here. Yeah, Aaron's like, like okay, but yeah, but yeah it, Aaron. The premise is everyone's after a get out of hell free card. Yeah, that's actually a clever premise. I, I actually yeah. really like that. That's interesting. Now it's I, a road trip movie where everyone's trying to. Oh, get that's the, funny. Get the yeah, it's, yeah. it's so, like it's it's a mad 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 world sort of thing but yeah. with superheroes trying to get a get out of hell free card but 
Now, are you talking about like the ones that you're Winnebago not a fan of? That looks exactly like the Winnebago in Breaking Bad. Yeah, like you have to watch it. <laughs> nice. So, uh, as far as like new Fifty Two like DC movies, you're not talking about like the the bad one, the obvious bad ones, like the Doctor Jekyll one or uh, the Samurai one. Has the Samurai one come out yet? The Batman Samurai or that Bat- looks. I think I I, I think uh, it's out digital, but not uh, on video yet. But okay. uh, I think that looks really cool. Yeah. Uh. I, I, for me, like the ones like that, or you know the uh, the turn of the century the London one with Doctor or uh, not Doctor Jekyll. I'm talking uh, Jack the Ripper Batman Jack movie. Ripper. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, that, well, no, like, this, you just don't like Elseworlds things. Yeah, Elseworld. Yeah, which is my bad. Yeah. Oh, th- th- that's your bag. You like the alternate reality stuff? That's, oh yeah, that's, that's funny because like my favorite animated movie is Flashpoint Paradox, which is the quintessential alternate reality one. But uh, all those other alternate reality ones just. They didn't grab me for some I reason. I feel like you two need well, to get in a room. I feel What's like that? I feel like Andrew and Cap need to just get in a room together and just hash all this, you know, comic book adaptation <laughs> I, I'm stuff out. Boxing, I'm imagining the, the end of Rocky too. There we, you go. We, we, just yeah, reenact the it's end funny of Rocky because too. while we differentiate on this stuff, that's what I love. I yeah. I, yeah, sure. I love Absolutely. having the conversations of. So why do you love this about something that I'm not a fan of? Because it can either give me a different perspective on it and I can start to appreciate it. Or maybe I could be like, okay, so I may not agree with you, but now at least I understand why you like it. That's right. That's what we're all about at Sif Pop. Diversity of opinion. The conversation itself is the fun part. That's right. If I just sit in a room and I go, Dr. Fate's great. And he goes, Dr. Fate's (laughs) pretty great. Yeah. That's not fun. Right, no, yeah. No, it's totally. not. But, but Dr. Fate is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We did it, guys. We did a podcast. Woo! Congratulations. Yay. Podcasting. Well, well done by all. Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following it at Spreaker. Uh, at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can get the Spreaker app and search for Studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's guru, Captain Logan from Kickvolution. Yay, uh, applause. Cap, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, where people can find you online, uh, what you, whatever you want to let people know about. Yeah, uh, so check us out on Geekvolution on YouTube. Uh, that's the word geek with volution on the end of it. It's not ev- it's not geek evolution, it's geekvolution. And uh, we do five days of content. We do a thing called the Geekvolution Omnibus, which is a seven to eight hour show uh, that we do twice a month. And we cover, uh, we, we do a bunch of reviews of uh, both new and old things. We talk about comics, we talk about new television shows, we talk about new movies, and we we uh, split that up also during the week, so uh, you can either look at our timestamps in the one big giant video and watch what what interests you, or just wait until the excerpts come up. And uh, the, my bread and show, of course, as I said earlier, superhero rewind. It's uh, I'm I'm doing in depth analyses, uh, written reviews of every superhero movie ever made. It is a podcast now. Uh, it used to be more of a video thing. Uh, I've been dealing a lot with copyright issues lately, and I uh, wanted to be able to monetize and also let people be able to see the things because enough of them got blocked where nobody could watch them. Uh, I had to turn it into an audio only thing. Uh, but if you want to listen to that as a podcast, uh, it, that is now available on iTunes and Podbean and anywhere where you might download a podcast. And uh, I am slowly getting the arc of the uh, almost 10 year old archive 
up on uh, the, the podcast feed. And so uh, you can you can listen to it that there as well. But that's what I do. Very nice. <laughs> uh, you also might uh, catch a glimpse of me on the Geek Pollution channel just recently, uh, kicking off a new season of Who Reviews the Reviewers. You judge. Uh, so, yeah. You're Judge Dredd. Yeah. He's very judgmental. I He's am. more judgmental than me. He does a good job. I'm a very judgmental person. Judge no, Dicer, no Judge Dredd. Judge Dice McKenzie. You are the law, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at three bucks a month. Comes with some really fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Lots of ways to connect with the podcast if you have an idea or your answer to a question or maybe you want to send us on a SIF quest. Uh, you can connect by commenting on Spreaker or emailing us at feedback at SIFPOP.com. Those are probably the two easiest ways. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the podcast too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than combining 30 superheroes into the same movie. Spoiler chat for this week's movie should be next up in your podcast feed, and we'll see you back next week, probably to chat Tully. I think is probably what we'll chat next week. Okay. Bye. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.